Hi, I'm Hamish Bowman, part of the Ray White team and director of Ray White Projects. Welcome to The Collegiate, an ongoing series of interviews with colleagues at Ray White. There are some very interesting people I've met throughout my career, and we're going to talk to them, get a better insight as to their growth of their careers and what happens behind closed doors. Last week, we interviewed Scott Darwin, from failed actor to million dollar writer, an amazing story of his trials and tribulations, and now being a co-principal of Ray White, East Brisbane and Belimba. This week's Tom Lyon, coming from a rural background, his family's out at Dolby, went to Toowoomba Grammar, came to the Big Smoke, and he's now writing massive numbers. He's got a really, really interesting story, just about to have his second baby. We'd love to plug our socials. Stay connected with us through YouTube, LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram, at Hamish Bowman. Let's dive in and see what's in store. I've been super excited about this meeting up today, Tom. Thanks very much for coming on The Collegiate. <laughs> no worries, mate. I wouldn't do it normally, but you are definitely um, Team Bowman made our favourite colleagues here, so happy to help, and look, if anyone's listening and anything that we could share that might help them in the future, happy to do it. Yeah, sure, sure. I really... Um, since I've been here for six years, you were here when I started, and um, your story's been quite interesting to me, Tom. Just uh, obviously the, the country roots, which we'll touch on, coming to Brisbane, the big smoke, and then um, getting into the real estate game, and obviously now kicking some amazing goals. So um, why don't we just go back, Tom, Toowoomba boy, Dolby yeah, family. Yeah, Dolby, really, yep. and then uh, went to boarding school uh, at Toowoomba Grammar, um, and then as soon as I wrapped up that year 12, I was chomping at the bit to um, get out of Toowoomba as much as I love the city but you know you just get to a point where you know you're ready for the next big thing and Brisbane was certainly on the horizon as as probably four or five other close mates from that grade so Mm -hmm. got down here. You and I have done a lot of business together and we've often um, we're often walking into properties and I generally go for a sporting angle but you're good at sniffing out a good like (laughs) shovel or something and somehow getting that back to Dolby and Toowoomba Uh, and tractors and those sorts of things. Yeah I don't know I just think look I guess in our job is that you want to be building rapport yep. uh, immediately or as quick as you can or however the way you can. And I think, look, any country roots is always people think that that's trustworthy, I think, to a certain degree or, yep. salt, you know, earthy. You know, yep. kids have got a good grounding, um, no disrespect, but not a city slicker yep. in that way. You know, yep. they're, they're a little bit more, uh, you know, open-minded. But, yeah, look, I just, I mean, try and leverage on that as much as I can in a nice way. But interestingly, Brisbane, I mean, it's... a uh, a different city today than it was 10 years ago or 12 years ago when I first got here but you know even 30 years ago it was a big country yep. city um, so there's definitely plenty of those routes one way or another here in Brisbane. Yeah nice and obviously your dad and your family's been part of you know a real estate sales family has any of that rubbed off, off on you at the, at the family table? It's a good question um, so the background on that is my dad yeah he's been in real estate since he left school yeah, so worked at West Farmers, started in um, headquarters here at Eagle Street in the mail yep. room, yep. and then went out and managed a lot of um, Dalgetty West Farmers offices for a number of years, and then for the last 20 years, he's had his own Ray White out of Dolby, but importantly, also his own uh, livestock brand, Eastern Rural. Mm-hmm. Um, and look, Dad and I talk a lot, um, but we never really hash out a deal. Like, I think from what I learned from my dad is just been a, a good bloke, um, reputation is everything to yeah. him yeah and I think you know you build a lifetime of reputation and you do one bad thing and you can lose it mm. in an instant mm-hmm. so I think you know that's probably one thing I've picked up from my old boy Rog is um, yeah just doing the right thing by people and mm. you know always having that in mind mm. I was lucky enough to go on a um, 
an elite trip last week, last year, and I had a beer with Roger, a couple of beers. He likes a beer, and yeah. uh, and he likes to walk off the sweats the next morning and make himself feel a bit better about himself. Yeah, well, that's it, yeah. um, Dad. I mean, you know, I don't get out there a lot now, but Jill and I, my wife, and little Teddy, when we do get out there, you know, we work six days a week. Yeah. Sunday's our only day off. There's not a Sunday that I go out there, and we're just mooching around the the farm. Like yeah. it is. Up early, yeah. boots on, shovel, whatever we're doing on the farm. Yeah. You know, there's not a day off. And I yeah. think that's probably one thing I've also learned from my dad, but also my grandparents on my dad's side, equally on my mum's side too, but always not being shy of some hard work. So yeah. I think work ethic is something that's certainly rubbed off yeah. from my dad. And when you do tell me you go out to the, um, the farm for a long weekend... I often think about your Saturday nights, that big roast beef and the apple pie and the vanilla bean ice cream. I could have met my mum. She's a great cook, so yeah. definitely don't miss the opportunity to throw a few orders yeah. in. Yeah. Went to boarding school, mate, for five years. Yep. So the food there, I think first, it's, I think first it's, 15, boy. Yeah, I think food's changed a little bit at um, boarding yeah. schools. You can't get away with it as yeah. much. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was pretty rubbish when I went there, mate. So any time to go home, definitely put in a few orders. And just, um, which is your sort of biggest claim to fame? Was it the first 15 or was it being uh, in the cross-country team running around that first I mean, tree look, for the photos? It's, it's definitely nice to say that you were <laughs> associated with a team like the first. Toowoomba Grammar um, at the time, which was 2007, 2006, we weren't really a great rugby school. So we came accustomed to losing, but I hate losing. It's not my nature. Mm -hmm. So um, I'd be doing everything I could in every game just to try and rattle the cage against some of these bigger schools. Um, but yeah, look, I got um, GPS cross country. I'm not really the build now. You'd look at me today and go, how did you sneak in there? But look, I was a loose board and you just had to have a huge ticket to keep going in those games. And um, yeah, first around the tree at Limestone back in um, 2007. Nice. So. nice, nice, nice. So just um, straight after school, am I right? You actually decided to become a Sparky? Yeah. I was that in Brisbane? I think, yeah. I yeah. Just I was at the end of year 12 and I was just like, five years, I do not want to go back into a classroom. want mm -hmm. to get out in the real world, mm -hmm. you know, earn a, earn a dollar, learn how to earn a dollar properly. Um, look, I've, and it's, in saying that, like I've always had jobs, you know, throughout high school too. You know, I was mm. never just, you know, hoping that mum or dad would, you know, just give you a little bit of pocket money. I was keen to make a buck, um, whether it be, you know, shoveling manure when I was a little kid on the farm or you know, cotton picking with some of my mates, mm -hmm. um, families out there. But yeah, jumped into Sparky for the first year out of school. Um, actually got um, laid off in 2008. It was about, we worked for a big electrician firm here in Brisbane and GFC happened. Mm -hmm. And um, first guys to go were the, um, uh, you know, the young guys mm -hmm. within the business. Mm -hmm. So the apprentices. So that was a bit of a shock. I didn't really comprehend. It was a lot of party and good times at that time. So I wasn't taking life too serious but um yeah we had to figure out what i wanted to do after that and um went and did building for a bit um i've always had always wanted to be uh destiny oh sorry always wanted to have my own destiny so mm -hmm. like uh be my own boss to a certain extent which mm -hmm. i think is what filters into this industry that we're mm -hmm. in and uh i thought that i'd you know i started building a company like hutchies or something like that mm -hmm. And then I realized that it's probably not where I'm passionate in and I probably fell a bit more in love with what my dad was doing at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously you um, you joined Ray White. You went straight into Matt. No, well, you went into property no, management. So for the I've only ever been like, you know, I think also in this industry too, 
you know, you can really, there's, there's some really great agents in this industry, whether Brisbane, you know, across the Eastern Seaboard of Australia, yeah. really inspiring people and incredibly professional in the way that they do things. And there are agents out there that, you know, brand hop. And as soon mm. as they've gone to two or three, you've got to think, you know, what's wrong mm. with these guys? Is it them or is it the brand? And you start to think, well, it's actually them. But very, very proud to say that, you know, I started my career here with Hazley Cush mm-hmm. um, and, you know, went and did a couple of years in London, but, you know, been with the only guys here and mm. uh, proud of that too. Mm-hmm. So you touched on London. Um, I was, I felt like I had a little bit of a partner and I introduced you to a couple of the CBRE bosses down in Melbourne, yeah. which was a the nexus to get your crossover to, to London, but yeah. you end up doing a couple of years over there just yeah. to broaden well, the knowledge, knowledge well, base. I mean, let's, it wasn't actually, it wasn't on the, the peripheral or, uh, what I intended to do, but I mean, the backstory is my wife today met her in Croatia on a, uh, a good European summer with my mates, and then um, my life pretty much got turned upside down. Mm. Sort of had to make a decision, um, you know, am I going to pursue this or not? And look, I'm a massive, massive believer, and not to get too deep, but you only get one crack at it in life. And we had Mark Burris here a month ago during mm. COVID or, you know, as a training session. Anyway, it was online and, you know, it really resonated with, with me. He's like, you know, you, there's no warm-up round in life. Like, mm. this is the real deal. Mm. And I had to make a decision at the time or would I be kicking myself if I didn't follow this up and live with some regret or yeah. doubt? And uh, I was like, definitely not. So moved to London with Jill um, and worked for CBRE over there through some connections that mm-hmm. um, you helped me get there. Um, and it was really interesting in a way that I learned a lot of not what to do mm-hmm. in a roundabout way. Mm-hmm. Um, came back to Australia and incredibly grateful for the industry that we work in, mm-hmm. the brand that we work around Ray White. I think the Ray White family are awesome in terms mm-hmm. of their leadership and you know pushing the boundaries for yeah. what they can do for the franchisees yeah. Yeah. of the business. So. And you left here, Tom, and having done elite numbers, you're a Ray White elite agent, and yeah, you know, big decision to go over there where you built the business up to such a yeah such a great position, and then to leave to move sideways. So credit to you is really good. So coming back here, you're back here, Tommy. You've now got a young boy, Teddy. He's yeah. running around the place everywhere. Almost one. He, no, no, he's uh, he's he? almost two. Almost two. He's sorry, 20, almost two. Twenty-one months. Almost or two. Like that. Almost two. Yeah. Um, and I know you've got another one coming. So yeah, like your 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 life's really I'm changed. Full on, man. Known, yeah, so. it's. I mean, it's wouldn't change it for the world. No. Um, and and to touch on you mentioned on that like real estate or sales or I think I guess it, not just even that but career wise you know there's momentum is everything yeah and uh, had such a really good momentum swing just before I left I remember heaps of people were saying you know you're crazy but they obviously hadn't met Jill but yeah, they, yeah. now that they've met it they totally yeah. get her and yeah. totally appreciate yeah. the reason for going totally. but you know coming back I I thought that I would definitely hit the ground running a little bit harder or quicker if mm-hmm. you could say that um but it's been a really sort of not tough challenging two and a half years i think if it's tough you sort of it's getting on top of you but we sort of had a clear plan of what mm-hmm. we were doing so yeah. you know yeah. in those dark days yeah. of you know some rejection or yeah. or doubt falling or over falling and... over just knew that if we keep yeah. focus on what yeah. we're doing we'll get through it and we're now starting to see mm. the real fruits mm. of our labor now and it's been interesting for me to look at Tommy because you're quite a laconic, casual sort of guy. But I know the back end of your business is ultra tight. Yeah. And I really have have admired it. And you know we work closely, so I, 
I take the bits of it that I can understand and use myself, but it's not my nature, so I don't run it like you do. We have yeah. a different sort of structure, but I mean, it'd be great to tell the audience just in a in a basic sense, you know, you know how you look at a, a deal once it's listed. I mean, you've you're very big on the structure. Yeah. You're very big on the the magic fifties. Your marketing is also like yeah. at the next level. It's the yeah. best. It's the best around. Like yeah. Your market report is known to be the best market yeah. report in the, the area. So. Yeah. Look, it's that's a really good point, Amish. I mean, I think you only get you only get one chance at a first impression, and we're always in the game that we're in, whether yeah. on the buying or selling side. Yeah. We're wanting to create uh, really good impressions from the get go. Yeah. So um, you know, the marketing is comes naturally just because I resonate with really well put together stuff doesn't need to be this industry like if you look at some of the great brands in the world if you're cars i don't know fashion whatever mm-hmm. um you know those the top players absolutely nail it mm. and there's a really big difference between the very top and the middle or bottom yeah. and we want to be playing at the top yeah um you know real estate isn't rocket science mm. but i do think it's a fine art and sense of scaling a business like i think most people could list and sell a house if they really tried mm. but the difference is actually really over servicing 15 clients at the one time yeah you know not dropping those service levels yeah. but at the same time you know pushing the boundaries mm. in terms of how you market that property i think that's that's mm. the real tweak in the industry and no, not a lot of people get that yeah nothing i really noticed you really you're a big investor in your own business so i know that you might share with the audience you've gone down south to meet the best agents in australia you've sat with them you've just been a, a fly on the wall and listen to yeah. how they, they pitch and they sell and i know you brought that back i don't hear any more one else on the phone walls than, than you do around here yeah you are always on the phone yeah it's just a, it's a great advertisement you know for your business i just love the phone yeah <laughs> i mean i just love new new business yeah. like i think it's such the a thrill of that, that oh, call. Your fifteenth call for the day, Tom. Yeah. Finally, they say, "Oh, yeah, Tommy Wayne, if you to call me." Yeah. Or you know, great to hear from you. Got your market report. Saw your email last week. Yeah. Was meaning to give you a call. Then it's, that conversation changes an average day, doesn't it? Into such totally. a good day. Yeah. Look, I think you know, to make a buck, you need to spend a buck. Yeah. And you need to reinvest in yourself. I think too many agents maybe look at just you know what commission they're getting on a monthly basis and pull it all out of the business and not reinvest it. Like. Yeah we've been doing stuff for the last two and a half years now where we've been investing i wouldn't say spend because we're getting a return on it spend is you might not get anything mm-hmm. back but we've been investing into our business and again we're only really starting to see it take off now um touch wood obviously you know you're only as good and as good as your last deal mm-hmm. but you know the foundations that we've got in our business now is that we really feel is really good bedrock so yeah. it's like building a house you know the con- concrete foundations underneath the soil, which not a lot of people actually see, yeah. um, are there. Yeah. So we're really trying to build up from that now. Yazzie's been great for you as well. She's yeah. been cornerstone for the for the back end of Team Line. Definitely, like your socials are great. Be first to admit, you know, real estate's a team game. Yeah. You know, you can't do everything on your own. Yeah. Uh, and also importantly too, you know, if you're going to come to work five to six days a week, sometimes seven, you want to make it really enjoyable to yeah. work around the people yeah. that you work around, like. Yeah. I have a pretty low tolerance to um, people I don't, yeah. you know, necessarily enjoy um, being around, and that's not no disrespect to them, but mm. I just think again you value on your hourly rate within the business. You want to be sure that mm-hmm. you know you're working with good people. Yeah, Tom, just um, this has been really, really good. They're very insightful. You, you have a different look at things, and I think it's been really good for the audience. If we had someone that was considering coming in the industry, Tom. Yeah. A couple of words of advice for them. 
Um, I just think you've got to be realistic around what the industry is actually about. I think I, 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 my nickname in the office is Pup or Young Pup, and yeah. I'm, I'm not that anymore because no. I'm 30. I joined yeah. the business 10 years ago, and there's heaps of kids and yeah. boys and girls that are well younger than me in the business. But yeah. I do think that, um, and um, this seems weird that I'm saying this because I'm, I'm not really that generation, but a younger generation of people, I just think, or just life, the whole, just think everything's going to be put in a plate. Yep. And I think that that just sets up for so much failure mm. and people get so disenchanted with life when, you know, anything in life is a real grind. Yep. And um, real estate is definitely that. But at the same time, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Um, I say to my guys and my team, it's like a, a jet taking off. Like you use a ton of fuel to get off, off the ground. Um, but as soon as you're at altitude, mm -hmm. you know, the maintenance level of keeping it at altitude is, is significantly less. Yeah. Obviously, you can't take your foot off the pedal, otherwise yeah. you're going to crash back down to the ground. But um, a lot of people just don't get through that barrier of, um, you know, the 80-20 rule. Mm -hmm. You know, 20% of the agents make 80% of the fees. Mm -hmm. The other 80% of the agents are scrapping for 20% of the fees. And I really feel as though we're, we're off the ground. We've burned a lot of fuel. We've done a lot of great foundation work. Mm -hmm. And now we're heading towards, you know, some good altitudes that yep. if we keep doing what we're doing and just keep improving a little bit each month, then um, we should be setting ourselves up for a really good couple of years ahead of us. I'm sure you are. I, can, I, I know the pipeline you've got sitting there and your team's already to go. So a couple of yeah. final questions, Tom. A couple of quick yeah. Fire, yeah. Fire, fire questions away. for you. Fire away. Um, if Jilly, your beautiful wife, um, would have buy you your favourite drink at a bar, what would it be? Well, bars are a little bit more fancier than a pub, so I'm taking oh, it. Bar. I'm taking it might be after <laughs> yeah. dinner. Yeah, um, it's after dinner. I've definitely got to say, love a beer. Um, really, really enjoying my wines these days. Um, went to a barbecue on the weekend and with some older mates, and they've got a far more knowledge of wine. But yeah. if I'm going to a bar, can't go past an espresso martini. I think after dinner. Nice. Um, I'll throw it out there. You wouldn't get that in Dolby. You wouldn't would get that in Dolby. Not in Dolby. No. No. <laughs> um, long haul flight over the year. Yeah. You're on your own. Yeah. Who would you pick to sit next to? Oh, it's tough. There's just honestly, I I just get inspired off so many people in life. Like you're never short of finding someone inspiring in this world. But I'll give you two if you want. I mean, I, I'd have to say, and look, this is politics. But I just think the role itself in human civilization, I'd love to have Barack Obama um, or, or, or someone of that level yeah. to have a seat next to. Like to be at that level, doing, making the decisions they make, having clarity, you know, leading people at such a high level. Yeah. It would be so insightful just to spend a couple of hours or like you said, along the like flight. It. Yep. Any books on the bedside table at the moment? We don't get a lot of time to read, do we? Um, a lot of time Teddy gets down, but... I don't... Um, do you read? I love... I just love stories of people doing well. Mm -hmm. um, one that's really resonated with me in, in my lifetime so far, and I've read it a couple of times, um, Frank Lowy. Oh, yeah. Um, Westfield. Yep, yeah, Westfield. Mm -hmm. I don't know what the book title is, but I've read his book twice. He's got a couple, I think. There's two. But again, mate, like, he came from being a Jewish migrant after World War Two. Family died in World War Two, went to Israel, fought in the army, came over here with Amazing not a story. dollar, yeah, not a dollar, and you know got to where he is today. And you know the family and they still retain their wealth. Not that I'm saying wealth is everything. Like mm -hmm. happiness has got to come within, but you've also got to enjoy the journey. And he's worked with his sons. And yeah, so totally. Something. All that you know. I guess for anyone, and that is, you don't need to come from a wealthy family, no. or you know, you can 
build it from the ground up. Yep. The opportunity's there. Favourite movie, Tommy? Uh, um, uh, I love Saving Private Ryan. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, I like it. I like that. Yep. Podcasts. Any podcasts at the I'm moment? I'm really into podcasts. podcasts. Yeah. Love podcasts. Um, definitely my favourite, hands down, is a real estate trainer called um, Josh Vegan here in, here in uh, Australia, based down in Sydney. He does one with um, Alexander Phillips on a mm-hmm. weekly basis, the number one agent in Australia. And I just think, look, they're giving us free content. I, I mean, I've paid for some of his, been to some of his training yep. seminars and whatnot, but for them to put that out there on mm. a weekly basis, I um, mm. I dig that. I listen to them too. They're only seven or so minutes. Yeah, they're crazy. They're quick you cannot, in the you, car. You cannot argue with the advice mm. that they both share. All right. Last one, Tommy. What are you most grateful for now? I am definitely most grateful for, you know, my wife and my son, but also, yeah. you know, it's just it's been a pretty crazy year, right? Yeah. Um, a lot of people doing it tough out there and just like anyone that ever complains about living in Australia, you're crazy. Mm. Like we are so, so lucky to be mm. in the country we are. Mm. I've had the, the great opportunity to travel around a lot of parts of the world at, at a young age and um, I've seen the good and the bad of it. Mm-hmm. And then you, you know, every time you land back in Australia, you just think, wow, you know, how lucky are mm. we? You know, you're already rich yeah. in life, yeah. just being born totally. here. So, yeah, that's and we've been grateful just that we can still open the yeah, doors and transact. Queensland, you know, if you're wanting to break it down on mm. a state basis, like, you know, I really feel for those guys and girls down in Melbourne at the moment. Mm. It'd be heartbreaking. But, you know, there will be deals to be done down there. Um, but, yeah, very grateful for, um, for mm. being here. Well, Tom, talking of deals, we've done a lot of deals together, haven't we, over the, over the, over the years? And thanks very much for being part of this podcast. Very, very different look at how you grew up and the family and how you run a super tight business. It's, uh, it's very inspiring. No worries, mate. Well, happy to, happy to help. Thanks, and thanks for having us this afternoon.